Hi there. Welcome to Life with Lisi. I hope this podcast finds you well. The world took a nosedive about a year ago this time. How are you holding up? Did you find your foundation shaken? Do you have a different perspective? I definitely do. This has been one of the most uncertain times that I can remember in my own timeline. So many things have just come across, taken away, added to, and boy, I can tell you with 100% certainty, I have never been more certain that I am so glad that I believe in a God that doesn't change, that he's not affected by others' opinions. He doesn't go by feelings. We're going to discuss this and more. Thanks for joining. My son and I were talking this morning, and as we often do, we start with a word. And I find myself so captivated with the Old Testament. I'm not, <laughs> I guess I'm not typical, but I love the stories. I just, I love allegories, obviously, and I love metaphors. <laughs> And I just see so much of it in the Old Testament. So what I'm trying to do is something that I did when I was younger. I read something in the Old, like a chapter in the Old, chapter in the New, and then something in Psalms and Proverbs. And it makes it quite easy with Proverbs because you can actually read a proverb a day. You know, 30 days in a month, 30 Proverbs. So, ours are 31. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's been a while since I've hung around that book. Forgive any mistakes with that one. I'm not a scholar by any means. I'm definitely a student. Um, so we were reading in Timothy. And we were talking about the one portion that's been so misused. Funny, because in 1 Timothy, he starts off by um, giving an exhortation to Timothy. Paul said, do not be led astray by false teachings. Be grounded in the word. And he gives examples. And I don't have my Bible near me or I would read it. Forgive me for not having that nearby. But I just wanted to share something that came about during this conversation. And my son does have ADD, ADHD, and a lot of other developmental issues along with the behavior. And it's all connected to his trauma of his birth. Um, so sometimes having a conversation with him is like, there's a meme where they say me telling a story and the arrows circle, 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 up, down, sideways, loop-de-loop, loop-de-loop, down, 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 to go back to right where you started and just go like two inches from it. <laughs> you know? I don't know if you've seen that, but sort of like talking to me and definitely like talking to him. So if you have two people talking like that, mm, it's crazy that we <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like to the outside world. However... It was interesting to me, there's a portion in scripture, in this scripture of 1 Timothy, I don't know if it's the second chapter or the third, um, but one of the first ones where it talks about the uh, women and how they're to look and how they behave. And, you know, that was for the times. And if you look into the history of it, you can see why it was said. Now, a lot of people will do this and they have been doing it lately. And it, hmm, I just just I don't even have a word I don't think there's a word in the English language for it and it's what Paul preaches against 
you take a portion of the scripture and run with it and you haven't read the whole thing. You're not vested. You don't know the character of the creator with whom you're proposing to speak of. Because you took two sentences out of the whole book. You know, there's a meme that says, you haven't read my book. You just know the chapter you walked in on. Well, I believe that's true a lot with the word. You don't even know the scenario. You just know the two words of the verse you stepped in on. And there's a lot of people using that. And nowadays, more than ever, I'm seeing it. And it just caused me to pause. And as I'm reading this, my son, out of left field, which it usually is, <laughs> says, how do I know what woman I'm going to marry? How do I know that she's the one? That is a terrific question. Let's talk about this. And we were talking about how, you know, in this particular scripture, portion of scripture where it talks about the, the woman adorning herself. And I'm like, you know, it's often that, you know, we do have that kind of you know, love at first sight, but it's not a agape love. It's an infatuation love. It's a feeling love. And we often do try to look our best to try to catch attention of a man and vice versa. But what keeps us there is what's inside. And we can't get caught up in the trappings of an outward appearance because we're never going to stay that way. You know, and then my son's like, well, yeah, like how you and daddy look totally different because my husband and I have been married since 1994. So coming October, 27 years. We have now been married longer than each of us was alive at the time of marriage. That makes sense. I was 21. He was 24. We've been married 27 years. So our life married is longer than our life single, if that makes more sense. So we're definitely not physically the same people. We look entirely different. Um, similar enough, I think you could pick us out in a lineup, but, you know, we're not in our 20s anymore. <laughs> you know, and Isaac's listening and, and I'm going on and I'm like, like the house. This house isn't us. It's just where we live. Our spirit and our soul is the essence of who we are. This outward, and I never got to finish it because as an ADD person often does, you blurt out what's on your mind before you lose it, which I understand. It's not less frustrating when you're trying to think of this. You have this very wise words, you know, are you doing a math lesson? However, in this instance, it captured me and I wanted to talk to you about it. Isaac said, that's like fancy boxes. And that's what I'm going to ca um, put the caption for this title for this episode. And uh, if you ever catch the Lisey and Laura show, that's a podcast that I co-host with my bestie, Laura. Um, we're going to go deeper into this boxes. But right now we're going to give you a little snow, soul snack, if you will. Fancy boxes. Yeah. If we are attracted to the fancy box, what's going to keep us there? What attracts you is often what keeps you. And what if that changes? What if the fancy box loses its shine? What if it starts to get shabby on the corners? There's a lot of us walking around with shabby corners that we've cleverly fixed. You have some putty, spackle knife, <laughs> palette knife, smooth the edges, put some paint on, and you'll never know that there was a crack. But eventually in time, it's going to show again. So now you're a damaged box. 
And often we find ourselves attracted to these things because not necessarily what it looks like, but how we feel when we're around it. And people often label that as love. I fell in love with them. I couldn't stop myself. And then a few months later, what happened? Oh, I fell out of love. Okay, let's talk about that. Is it love or is that a feeling? It's the feeling that you no longer have coursing through your veins. You're no longer no longer excited. So was that true agape love that lays its life down for the other? Or is it, I need my fix today. I need my dopamine. And when I see you, I no longer have that dopamine going. It's definitely a thought. And I told my son what I totally believe in 100%. And that's what happened with me and my husband. Is that the outside will attract you. But the inside will keep you. And a true person who knows the Lord. Who doesn't just memorize a few scriptures. But lets his words soak to their soul. That is invested in knowing and pursuing this God. That they've allowed themselves to be known by God. That yada know. The gnosko know. That's like a puzzle piece. We could know about God. We could know about Jesus. Oh sure, he lived in, you know, 180. <laughs> and um, he died on the cross. Do you know who else can say that? And say exactly where it's found and eloquently speak with such eloquence. It's the, it's the devil. It's the demons. And they quake with fear. But that knowledge doesn't save their soul. It's putting on that full faith. It's like getting a present and you look at it. It's a fancy box. <laughs> Here we go, fancy box. But have you opened it? Did you just hang that up on a shelf? Hang it up in your closet or fold it into a shelf and, and admire it? But you haven't put it on. That's the gnosko. He won't know you until you say yes. He's a perfect gentleman. He won't barge in. You have to invite him in and say yes. That's it. That's it. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be these words and reading all the scripture and, and denouncing this. And those are all works. It's by faith you've been saved. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. That's it. There's nothing else. So that fancy box can mean so many things. There's so many ways to go. But I just encourage you today. If you find yourself in a different place than you were a year ago, I'm really glad. We should always be in a different place. I don't ever want to be in the same place. But if it's further from that saving knowledge, if you find yourself scratching your head, was your faith based on God the giver? Is he still good even if your life falls apart? Can you still say God is good and God is great when you're staring at an empty plate every morning? empty chair it's a little more challenging then and I can assure you that he is still good and he is still great and I implore you to get into the word to know the book to Gnosko don't just read two verses and judge the whole book because of that don't just judge it by what you walked in on I pray that your faith be increased. 
and that you know who he is. And that you're not in the same place, but you're deeper. That you go deeper than you ever thought you could. And there is a peace that passes understanding. I've been there. All I wanted was to be a mom. All I wanted. And I remember fearing the, hearing the heartbeat of my first pregnancy. Only a week later to see an empty womb. I wasn't supposed to see that when I was at the hospital. And I saw there was nothing there. She didn't think I saw. She didn't have it turned. She was new. She had it turned, but not enough for me not to see. And I knew. But I sat there and I was like, mm, blessed be your name. And I just convinced myself because... I didn't have to convince myself. I, I retract that. I don't mean to say that. I had a snowcat built up from years of knowing him and being known by him. I was married 14 years and then seven years of infertility until I finally had my first pregnancy. And I can remember when, I, when I'd have, you know, my cycle would start again. And then, oh, I had so many pregnancy tests. I bought them in bulk at the dollar store. They didn't have online back then or I would have had it shipped to my house. So I would just get the manager and say, just buy a case. He's like, 24. I'm like, yeah, just buy just buy that. And, you know, I'll maybe another time talk more about that. But, um, you know, it is truly, life is a miracle. But for me to conceive was such, I was against four different blood types and then reproductive parts that were injured that um, just were not functioning. And one on one part, one on another. It's it's truly is is it's in the medical journal somewhere because it is a miracle. Um, so I would buy them by the case, and um, you know, I remember every time I would you know I, I would try the pregnancy test, it came up negative, or if I started my cycle again, I just uh, felt like I just, uh, and I would just be like, God, you didn't give me this desire to torture me, you gave me this to fulfill it Lord show me how show me how to live in that knowledge I can't go by what I see I want to go by what I can't see and, and just that was just like I hate to say the word but I have no other than my mantra he didn't give me this desire to torture me he gave me this desire to fulfill it Lord give me eyes that see the unseen I just, that's just what it was. So in times like now where things have happened and we're, we're still facing another struggle again, and my kids and I are just believing God for a miracle. You know, I don't know how he's going to fulfill it. I don't know how it's going to work out. Could be a seemingly ordinary thing you could just explain away, but I'm just, we're just believing. We're just believing for um, this miracle and, and I can't wait for him to show up. But if you find yourself believing that God is a genie in a bottle, and you didn't go beyond it, this world is going to eat you up. <laughs> Which we've talked about it when we pray. Is this a genie in a bottle pray? Or is this is this a prayer where, you know, we're we're asking God to say he is who he says he is? Lord, and, and show us the difference. We're we're going right now through needs and wants. We're going through a season of him showing us what's a need and what's a want. And you know, some of it seems like seriously, that's 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 definitely a need, but not really so it's a refining process and I think all of us are there in a different way and no one struggle is greater than the other each struggle is a triumph 
wrapped up in a challenge. Each struggle is a triumph waiting to happen. It's wrapped up in a challenge right now. So don't shrink back. Forge ahead. Forge ahead. I just challenge you. Lord, show me how. Is this a fancy box that I'm believing in? Am I just believing the two verses I stepped in on or do I want to get to know you in the book? Lord, this struggle, it's just a trial. It's just a triumph wrapped up in a trial. There's victory at the end of that. There's something you're going to know about yourself that you didn't know before. And a strength you never knew is going to grow in you when you hold still. Thank you so much for joining. And I just challenge you to be brave. Forge ahead. Bravery is just courage under trial. You didn't know you were until you tried it. And I just challenge you. I challenge you to do that. Forge ahead. Don't shrink back. Get to know Gnosko. Let God know you. Thanks for joining.